Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we are going to have such a good time today because a subject that we haven't really covered, um, which could be flatfish, flounder, and on the Pacific coast, and uh, from all the way from Baja to Alaska, they're commonly known as uh, halibut. And, you know, but there's there's a there might be some puns that come up during the show about halibut. But uh, we're going to be talking to Mike Ritz, the Grizz, who is uh, at a La Paz and he fishes for halibut in Magdalena Bay. And then we're going to have Pete Haynes, who spends his summers as of uh, how many years now, Pete? Uh, it's uh, going on 24, Okay, Johnny. Well, if you want to know anything about catching halibut in Alaska, uh, Pete Haynes is the guy. And we're going to be talking about that and maybe things about more about halibut and how they work. And we're also going to have Captain David Bacon, who operates out of Southern California. So we've got you covered all the way from Baja to Alaska. And uh, pay attention because... Um, you know, a lot of they're called so many different names. They're called flatties. Um, some people call them butts, and that's not meant to be derogatory. But uh, they're a very famous and desirable sport fish, partly because they taste so good. But we're going to be talking about all of this stuff uh, all the way from Baja to Alaska. And we have Grizz on the line with us, right? Yeah, I'm here, John. Okay, so we're going to be talking a little bit about Mag Bay, and hopefully, and about the uh, halibut fishing down there, which is something that very few people even think about that there's halibut in Mexico. So we're going to t- we're going to talk about that, about the species, the different types of them, how to catch them, and maybe a recipe or two. But uh, so stay tuned. It's going to be a very exciting program. Uh, get your pencil and paper. And if you miss anything, just go back to fishtalkradio.com and you can listen to it all over again uh, anytime you want. And make sure you visit us on Facebook at Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back with you. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I'm here to tell you about the Fred Hall Show, the ultimate outdoor experience, March 26th to the 29th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. People often ask me, what is a Fred Hall Show? Well, it's San Diego's biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest travel show, and biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. I love these shows, not just because my family name is on them, but because generations of Californians have grown up loving these events with me. Every year, the shows are different, but this year, we'll be celebrating the greatest saltwater fishing season in over 30 years. We believe that this will be the best San Diego Fred Hall show ever. The show is packed with thousands of high-quality fishing, fly fishing, and international travel exhibits. There are over 200 interesting seminars and dozens of family fun activities, including the world's greatest knife thrower. There will be more boats on display than ever before. My grandchildren keep asking if it's time for Papa Show. Yes, it's time for Papa Show, the exceptional Fred Hall show, March 26th to the 29th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Details at fredhall.com. And remember, it's a whale of a show. 
Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust Sport Fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust Sport Fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Cutthroat northern pike, largemouth speckled trout, dorado, coho, flyingfish, walleye, bonefish, sunfish, codfish. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we got people all over the world. We've got Grizz down from the City of Peace, La, ba- La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And believe it or not, Grizz is uh, an expert on catching halibut in in southern Baja, believe it or not. And then Pete spends his summers. Uh, Pete, what did you say? How many years now? Uh, that would be 24, John, 24 years. And, uh-huh. uh, Pete, Up Ketchikan, Alaska. Right. Now, Pete is, you know, he's, he's been a columnist. Uh, he does seminars at the hall shows. He's done, you know... He used to operate a uh, charter boat out of San Diego or out of uh, Malibu. Malibu, right? Yeah. And uh, so he's uh, he's pretty much on top of it. And anybody that's ever listened to us before knows who the Grizz is. So we don't have to even introduce him. But what we're going to be talking about today is the flatties, uh, the butts, the uh, halibuts, from all the way from Baja to Alaska. And let's kind of start off a little bit. Uh, Pete, let's start with you and give us an idea about there on the West Coast, there are basically two types of halibut. What are those? Well, you're, you're talking about the local halibut, which is a California halibut here, um, and they're a different species, although flat, and we call them butts or whatever, they're a different species than the Pacific halibut. Um, and the, the way to catch these animals up where we are are considerably different than uh, what they would be down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in as much as um, the first of all understand and know the Pacific halibut is very very ravenous and you put down a 160 
circle hook with a bunch of salmon on it, and they're going to eat it. Whereas if you try that down here in the local waters, that's not going to work at all. <laughs> no. so, <laughs> well, first of all, you'd have a hard time getting salmon no, to, yeah, to yeah. catch you, you put you on the line. You couldn't even catch a shark down here with that. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, 16 knot, and it's amazing is that you put this goop of stuff on the line that will weigh 5 or 10 pounds and drop it to the bottom of the ocean. Exactly. And these halibuts will just swallow it. It's incredible. Well, yeah. you know, not only that, John, but the the size of the halibut, even even I have a couple in tandem, a couple of 16-aught uh, circle hooks uh, in tandem with bait on them, and a fish, and I've, and I've seen it time and time again, a 20-pound halibut, a, a Pacific halibut, will consume that and get stuck. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing how resilient and how um, uh, interesting that that is compared to the compared to the animal here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And we're we're talking about you take a when you when you bait your hook you don't put a uh, uh, an anchovy or herring on you put half of a, a pink salmon or a chum salmon on it. Well, pretty much. Now keep in mind that herring up there is is a desired bait. But once again, I hate to be redundant with this that the halibut there are so ravenous they don't care what it is if the single if a single herring drops to the bottom they're going to suck that up and all the all the things up like you were saying a half a salmon for goodness sakes and you know of course these fish will go upwards of two three hundred four hundred pounds sometimes so mm-hmm. depending on the sizes and whatever but keep in mind that uh and a lot of people well uh, catching a big halibut like that's just like catching a barn door i have personally experienced a hundred pound fish taken out over a hundred yards of line before before it stops you know, so, you know, this business of, you know, just a bottom fish, just bring them up, and it's like, you know, it's like a barn door, forget it. These, a lot of these fish are really, really feisty, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Now, Grizz, let's go a little bit farther south. Let's talk about the kind of halibut that, uh, that you find down in the southern Baja. Well, we find them uh, in the mangroves, and we cast to them. You can catch them on a fly rod, or, you know, the easiest way to catch them, I guess, is with a jig head and with a uh, crave bait or a swim bait behind it. The trick is to find where the sandbar starts against the mangrove. Then you cast up to the mangrove, and there's a drop-off where the sand actually drops off to, instead of three feet, now it drops off to maybe eight foot. And the halibut lay right on the side of that drop-off buried in the sand. So you cast up in there, and you just jig it, and boom, they hit it. And the great thing about what we do is we fish with uh, light tackle. We fish with very light tackle from, uh, you know, like bait casting reels for bass fishing. And, I mean, they they don't get as big as they do in Alaska by any means, but we catch them 15 to 20 pounds. And then another good way to do it is on the kayaks, which we catch a lot of them on the kayaks. You just drift down and find those sandbars, and by golly, you'll pick them up every time. Mm-hmm. Now, Grizz, uh, we're going to be talking to Captain David Baker a little bit. Uh, he's uh, up here uh, fishing out of Santa Barbara, the China Islands area. But the halibut fishing, 
in, you know, that we find is usually shallow water, you know, maybe anywhere from, uh, you know, five to 50 feet. And then when you get up to the uh, the uh, Pacific halibut in Alaska, sometimes they'll go down, Pete, what, two, three hundred feet? <laughs> two or three hundred feet is minimal. Yeah. Um, okay. I have caught, uh, in fact, the matter is, just to show you, I, I have my hardtop, 21-foot uh, hardtop greedy up there, and I have uh, over a thousand feet of anchor line. And oh. when we fish up there, um, and keep in mind that the way we fish, um, if you were looking on a chart or whatever, what you're looking for is something unique, be it by way of a large indentation or uh, kind of like a valley that's, you know, uh, circularly, uh, you know, maybe a couple hundred yards away. Or, of course, you're looking for pinnacles. Now, keep in mind that this business about catching halibut in flat, sandy areas, that's out. And I'll tell you why that's Up there. out. Because Up there's there. no yeah. food in there. Uh-huh. Now, every big fish that I've ever caught, every one of them without exception, had octopus in them. So that tells me that these big fish are rolling around through the rocks on the sand, and when they have the opportunity to suck one up, they'll do it. So uh, not only that, but you're looking for drop-offs. But the footage could vary, and don't get me wrong, some of these big fish will come in to 50, 100 feet, and, you know, just looking for bait or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for early in the season, we're talking about anywhere from, I'd say, 250 to five to 600 feet is where we're getting these big boys. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, and, and, and Pete, the, you know, the part of the cycle is that the salmon um, swim upstream, spawn, and die, and then right. they wash back into the ocean, and they're on the bottom of the ocean, and that's one of the, uh, the major food supplies for healthy Well, yeah, no, that's absolutely true, John, but you got to know and understand that that season where those where the uh, salmon go up and spawn and reverse back into the dead carcasses, that's always in the middle and late summer. Mm-hmm. So during the early seasons, uh, you know, the early months like uh, April, May, June, like that, uh, these animals can be caught just about anywhere, and they're absolutely ravenous because they haven't had had anything to eat so much uh, right. during that time. Mm-hmm. But once that, once that spawning starts, then the shallow water is where you're going to be able to get them. Right. I mean, I, I've caught big fish in 46 feet of water, you know, during that during that mm-hmm. time where they were where the salmon were spawning and the carcasses are going back out. Okay, well, we've got less than a minute in this segment. Uh, and Grizz, um, that sounds a little bit different than what you're doing. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, completely the opposite. I mean, you're cranking down and all the way down to 100 feet or more. That sounds like bringing up a Volkswagen. <laughs> well, it can be. It can be, only the Volkswagen's running. You know, <laughs> that's right. you know, that's going down. I'm yeah. just happy there on a little yeah. kayak, flipping yeah. the baits back up in the mangroves. And, yeah catch them like that. I really like that yeah. way of fishing, and anybody can... You don't have to have all that fancy equipment. Right. Well, the other thing is is that, you know, you can throw to them on lures. But uh, we're going to have to go to a break, and we're going to come back and let's see if we can cap David Bacon to join in on some coastal fishing in California. But uh, you guys are going to be around the whole show. We appreciate that, and we're going to learn some more about halibut, maybe about the, the fish themselves. So stay tuned. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and make sure you go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to the show as many times as you want. And all also go to our Facebook. Alligator of cleaning all my fish. 
It's time for the 38th annual Fred Hall Show. The ultimate outdoor experience, March 26th to the 29th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. San Diego's biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest travel show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. It's San Diego's number one show. Don't miss the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Ram Ultimate Air Dogs, the Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, the San Diego County Ford Dealers Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, the Savage Gear Bass Tank, the Accurate Real Saltwater Tank, Air Gun Ranges, Archery, Casting, and dozens of family fun activities. Over 200 high-quality seminars presented by Progressive Insurance, Cousins Tackle, Hobie Kayaks, and the World Fishing Network. Enter to win a custom Sea of Cortez fishing trip to Rancho Leonero, a pair of accurate fishing reels, or a Hobie Pro Angler Kayak. Kids free, kids fish free, military free. The 38th Annual Fred Hall Show, March 26th to the 29th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Details at fredhall.com. It's a whale of a show. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. I'm going to go fishing. That's what I'm doing. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. As promised, we have Captain David Bacon, who is, uh, you know, without spending a lot of time, a prolific writer. Uh, he does a lot of seminars. He has a charter uh, fishing boat out of Santa Barbara. He has a tackle store. And one of the things he does a lot of is fishing for halibut out of the uh, Southern California area. So we've got Grizz all the way down in Baja, California, sir. We've got Pete up in Alaska. So we got the entire West Coast coverage. Uh, David Bacon, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I've asked me, Hardy. Um, I'm happy to be here, John. Thank you. Well, uh, let's go ahead. We, we, Chris gave a, a, a little bit of a brief idea about uh, fishing in uh, Baja California, sir. And Pete was talking about Alaska. Let's go in the middle and give us an idea about the halibut that you go fishing for and how you do it. 
two of the main ways that we go about it here is uh, bounce balling, uh, which is a form of slow trolling, and, and it's, it kind of came about through commercial fishing, but more and more recreational fishers are getting into it, those that are willing to put in a little bit of effort and hard work, because it is hard work. And then the other way that a lot of halibut are caught around here is uh, surf fishing, casting lucky crafts right into the surf. I'm and, sorry, can you repeat that? Uh, casting lucky craft. It's a it's a hard hard bait, uh-huh. and surf fishing with lucky craft. One ten flash minnows to be exact, and those are kind of the two big ways that we go about fishing for halibut these days. So you're talking about fishing for halibut uh, on the beach from the surf. On the beach from the surf, and we have this whole cadre of people who specialize in it. They come into the tackle store all the time. We compare notes, and they buy lures. And as I was mentioning, the Lucky Craft is probably the most popular. And uh, you know, match that with a, with something like a Cousins uh, rod, maybe a Bill Varney series. And I like a, a pin battle two reel, spinning reel, mm-hmm. and and spool up with like maybe 12 pound line, and go out and cast the surf with these things and people catch a surprising number of halibut mm-hmm. and also big barred surf perch. Even the, the biggest ones will go ahead and attack that lucky crab right. also. Okay, well, so what you've, what you've talked about is bounce balling, which is a slow troll where you've got a heavy weight that kind of just kind of drag it on and off the bottom floor with a, with a bait behind it or a flasher. Yeah, you know, the tricky part of that is it's not called slow trolling, and it's not called bottom dragging, it's called bounce balling, and, the, and what you need to do is hold that weight, hold your rod, hold that weight about a foot off the bottom, and a couple times a minute, lower your rod tip and thump the bottom with that weight to get the attention of any nearby halibut. Or knock him on the head, right? Or yeah, knock Johnny, on the what head. he's talking about, too, don't get confused, we're talking about surf fishing one way, and he's talking about fishing in a boat. Right, well, we've got, yeah, let's just say, we, we started off to about bounce balling, and then uh, we can also catch them from the surf. There you go. So the bounce balling idea is that you just, you know, bounce it off the bottom and, and how deep a water, Captain David? You know, bounce balling is going to be anywhere, depending on the time of year and a few other factors, from as shallow as about 30 feet on up to about 100 feet. Okay. When you start getting that deep, you start need to use at least three pounds of weight and keep right. your boat pretty slow. Mm-hmm. And behind the weight, you know, you're using a, a dodger and behind that, uh, maybe a, a hoochie. Um, but also, these days now, we're starting to use a lot of plastic sand dabs. One made oh. by Custom Craft is really good. Okay. And then everything wants to eat a sand dab, mm-hmm. including me. They're delicious. There you go. So we've, we've been trolling those a oh, lot. Oh, sand and dabs, then, yeah. And then the third su- surprise is, you know, I was talking about surf fishing, catching halibut with lucky craft. Well, guess what? Bounce balling out there, they don't mind eating lucky craft out there either. Okay. So we're also slow trolling, bounce balling, using lucky craft and okay. like that. Well, now, we're bo- right now, uh, Captain David, we're talking about the California halibut, which is different than the Pacific that Pete's going to be talking about. Uh, but Grizz, uh, the same species, which would be the California halibut, which is... Baja California, uh, sir. Um, give us an idea. I don't know if you're able to hear what uh, Captain David was talking about being able to catch actually from from the beach into the surf. Can you do that down there? Yeah, down here in Baja, you can. A lot of people do that. Uh, 
I prefer to go. I don't like really surf fishing that much. I don't like getting sand all over my feet and in my <laughs> pockets and all of that. Uh, you know, I prefer to do it by a boat. But, yeah, you can do it. You just cast out into the surf, and you need a weight and drag. Uh, you know, we like to drag plastics. That seems to work very good. Another way we like to do, if you can't find them, we'll take uh, a small boat and we'll troll uh, diving lures until you find them. And they'll just come right up. A diving lure, about an eight-foot diving lure, and just go along. You hook one up and then you go back. And generally there'll be three or four or five more that you can catch out of that place mm-hmm. if you're trying to find them. Well, now you're talking about Mag Bay, but what about along the beaches all the way down the Baja? Can you, is, are there There's halibut there? down here. There's none? No. Okay. I've never heard of anyone catching a halibut down around, you know, Cabo San Lucas. I haven't no, heard right. of it. It might have happened. Right. But I just... Probably the water's too warm. I don't know. They just... Right. I've not heard anybody catching them in Total Santos or any of that. Right. Um, but, uh, so in Baja Norte uh, and definitely in Mag Bay. Well, Mag Bay, you got San Carlos, you got Lopez Marteos. I mean, you got a lot of good places there. Where you find them, most of them is in the estuaries, mm. is what I find. I don't even fish for them, to tell you the truth, out on the flats, because I just never heard of anybody even catching them. Mm-hmm. So, but 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 they are there, and if you know, in, in the estuaries. Oh, they're all over in yeah. uh, estuaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, but you got to find the drop-offs. Mm-hmm. If you know what you're looking for, you can always catch really nice halibut. Now, what is a nice halibut down there as far as size? Well, the biggest one I've ever caught down here is 38 pounds. Okay. And, I mean, that's a real monster. The average, I would say, 5 to 8 pounds. Oh, okay. Okay. That's an average big one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, a little bit different, but of course, Baja is not necessarily known for halibut fishing. But it's interesting that you, that you can find them. Most people don't even fish for them because they don't know how. Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, let's move up to Southern California again with Captain David Bacon. And uh, uh, David, what uh, uh, we. I don't know if we've really explained that there is a difference between the California and the Pacific halibut. They're two different species. Um, and we, we hear about the barn door halibut. I think the record uh, for the Pacific halibut is like 550 pounds, something like that. But uh, And I don't know, but it seems to me that the California halibut, uh, I don't think you'll ever see one over 60 pounds. But uh, can you give us an idea on what their life cycle and their weight is? Yeah, 60 pounds is, you know, you're talking world class now. So it's a smaller animal than, than the Pacific. Um, and along the beach, you know, we're catching them frequently from the beach, a similar size to what Grizz was talking about down there, 5 to 8, you know, but sometimes 15, 20 pounds right, right in the surf zone also. Uh, but then on the boats, when we're bounce balling, either along the coast or, or out at the islands, well, then we're frequently looking for 20 to 30, even 40, sometimes as close to 50-pound halibut. And that is a dangerous animal. Get everybody to heck out of the way before you bring it aboard the boat. 
Well, we're going to be talking to Pete a little bit about that, and I've fished with Pete, and he's uh, very particular about it. And the thing about some of these big halibut, if I would go in, is that uh, you you get them on the boat uh, because they're such great table fare, um, and you know you 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 do your uh, you gaff them and whack them. And then you put them in a box, and you're, you know, about half an hour later, all of a sudden they wake up and go with a hangover, and they get, I start thrashing around, and, and they've got powerful jaws and sharp teeth. Powerful tails, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. a powerful animal all over the place. Okay. But, you know, once into the kitchen, they make up for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so... Um, Captain David, you talked about bounce balling and uh, catching from the surf. So is, is there any tips that you want to give uh, people that if we're in California to catch the, uh, uh, the California halibut, some, some techniques and baits and lures and gear? Well, from the surf, um, you know, we talked about uh, an appropriate rod, like a Cousins, Bill Varney style, and a, and a good reel being like a, a pin battle, too. And then Lucky Craft is my favorite lure, though. So we also use like 3-inch or 4-inch swim baits. And we're also using real small sand dabs in the surf, too, Red Carolina style. And you wade out into the surf and you fan cast and make a couple of casts in each area, walk down the beach till your fans overlap, and continue. On bounce falling side, fishing out from a boat, yeah, there's one really important thing I want to just briefly mention. And in a seminar here at the, at the hall show later today, I'm going to be talking about this in detail. But it's, it's the speed. Everyone wants to know what speed right, how do fast. I go. Okay, and, Ken, Ken and, David, we've only got about a minute left, but go ahead. Okay, and the big trick is never mind what the GPS says because it's telling you speed over ground. Mm-hmm. It's speed through water that determines the action on your dodger blade and your lure, so you watch the rod tip, and that tells you if you've got the right speed through water. So you just keep the line at, what, like 30, 45 degrees or something, or what would you do? Typically, your line is going to be 45 degrees, and you find it a lot easier to maintain that if you're using braided line, like 50 or 65-pound braided line. Okay. Uh, and you know they, and what what is the season for them? We got thirty seconds. When can you fish for halibut? Oh, the best time of year. This year is different. Earlier, start now. But most years, you're looking at April through about October. Okay. Well, that's awesome. We appreciate that, and I know you've got a seminar to go to down at the Hall Show in uh, uh, Del Mar in San Diego. So we appreciate you taking a break and joining with us. Sure thing. Well, right. happy to be here. I'm going back to the Coastal Conservation Association booth now and then off to go do a seminar. There you go. Thanks, Captain David. And then, of course, we've got the Grizz. It's going to hang on there, hopefully. And Pete Haynes, we're going to come back with another segment. And uh, let's uh, let's see what we can bring it all together. We appreciate you tuning in to Fish Talk Radio. And go to fishtalkradio.com and our Facebook and ASOB online uh, to catch up and see what the Grizz is doing. We'll be right back. Looking for that special family experience? Want to really get your money's worth? Then come to the Fred Hall Show March 26th to the 29th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. For 38 years, we've provided world-class deals and world-class fun for men, women, and children. And when it's time to go home, you'll want to do it all again. If you love fishing, boating, international travel, or camping, it's the ultimate outdoor experience, and the kids are free. The Fred Hall Show March 26th to the 29th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Check us out at fredhall.com. And remember, it's a whale of a show. 
road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! You get a line, I'll get a pole, baby. You get a line, I'll get a pole, baby. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Pete Haynes uh, specializing in a, the uh, Pacific halibut out of Ketchikan, Alaska, and we also have the Grizz, the opposite end of the world, of fishing for a halibut, believe it or not, in Baja, California, sir. So let's get back into it. Now, there's two completely different species. And as we talked earlier, the California species, which goes all the way from Baja up to probably uh, the Oregon border. Would that be about right, Pete? I would say so. Yeah, there's a little mix uh, with Pacific halibut and California halibut all the way up that far. But there's definitely uh, Pacific halibut off the coast of Oregon because I've seen them caught up there. Mm -hmm. And then they are, you know, they're both halibut, but they're two different things. That's right, two different animals. California halibut, as Captain David Bacon says. I have a says. question. Yes. Are they two? Because you keep saying they are completely different species. Yes. Or are they subspecies? No. A fact of the matter is, well, of course, you're going to have the familiar situation going, Grizz, but here's the situation. The California halibut, believe it or not, when they're conceived in an egg, they're swimming upright. And whichever side yeah, exactly. that they I knew that. Uh-huh. They'll go to, they'll either be left and right-handed halibut. 
here in, in Southern California. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, not too many people do. In other, in other words, depending on what side they lay down on. Right. So you could have two of them. Uh, and they, Completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a California halibut. I have looked for over 35 years to see if a Pacific halibut is opposite of the other, and I have never seen one. So when they're conceived, they are conceived obviously flat, and they're all the same, either right or, you know, whichever you prefer, right or left-handed. But they're all the same, not like California halibut where there's about 60% or what I've heard, the 60% left and 40% right, uh, these species. Mm -hmm. You pick up two fish, even down there, and I'm pretty sure you're going to see one sometimes opposite of the other. Ah, I bet you didn't know that, Chris. No, I didn't. I'm very happy. I like to learn stuff. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Not that it helps you catch fish, but no, at, that's least, true. at least it's least a little fact to impress your friends with. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, you would, it depends on if it's a left-sided fish or a right-handed fish you, to where you throw your lure, John. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, Grace. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe it's just the eyes are different and the mouth is different, you know, that kind of thing. It's well, just a physical makeup. Well, you know, let, let's just, you know, for people that, that don't know and understand, uh, it's, the halibut is a, is a very unique creature because when they're conceived and they're fry, they, they uh, swim just like, you know, any other fish. You exactly. Know? And then at, if they reach a certain point in maturity where for some reason they roll over on their side uh, and, the, uh, and then their both eyes come back to the top side. Right. So it's a, it's a very strange-looking creature if you've never seen one before and you think about it because b- both eyes are on the same side of the fish. Exactly. And the fish then swim, uh, let's just say, I guess vertically instead of horizontally. Exactly. Would that be right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and then so the bottom is white right. and, the, and the top is brown, obviously, because uh, for predatory people, they, you know, the, bo- the top part looks like this ocean bottom and the, and the bottom, if they're down underneath, it looks like the, the top. But uh, very interesting creatures. But let's get, let's get back a little bit uh, more to the halibut. And Pete, we've talked about uh, from Captain David and Grizz. Mm-hmm. Give us an idea again about how you catch halibut up where you're at when you take me out. Okay, well, keep in mind that we've already discussed catching, catching these big animals with, uh, with bait. Now, keep in, uh, here's another thing. These animals are so ravenous that they will eat jigs full speed. Okay, I have a, I have guys up there that fish nothing but jigs for halibut. So, but on the on the other hand, you're going to have to have large siwash hooks on these larger jigs and whatever, and you may want to put a little bait on there or whatever. But very very deadly that way as well. And another thing, uh, you said that that little girl that was catching that big fish was on her knees and stuff like that. We learned a long time ago, long range fishing, that two speed reels are really a consideration and a and a positive situation that you can literally use a block and tackle effect in order to get these fish in from very 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 deep areas you know two three hundred feet it takes a little longer but still and again you're making numerous turns on the reel and it's literally inching them in mm-hmm. so it makes it real nice I mean I've had uh, a, a, a guy that used to fish with me was 88 years old and <laughs> he 
he would sit there, and he was deadly on this stuff. And, if, you know, he'd have it in high speed. Once the rod tip goes in the water with the circle hook, he'd turn the handle. And you never want to set the hook on a circle hook. I don't care if you're fishing halibut, tuna, or whatever. You never set the hook. You always just let it go and just turn the handle and let it inch up towards the corner of the mouth, and then they get to get caught in the corner of the mouth. Then what he used to do is he just used to punch it down into two-speed and very, very, and kept kept the uh, rod on the rail and just turn the handle and up comes a hundred pounder no problem well pete i would like for you to explain uh now fortunately you have a history of law enforcement so you're familiar with right. fire well, you're familiar with firearms but the process uh that i've been with you uh go up there and you know we've caught 7500 pound halibut right but when you get one up to the surface uh first of all they're dangerous and yeah, you're, you're so right. and you're so meticulous you won't allow a drop of blood on your boat. That's true. So <laughs> give us an idea. What happens when it comes up to the surface? Well, when it comes up to the surface, the very first thing that you want to do, say, for instance, is a 100-pounder, the very first thing you want to do is get the animal under control. And we have what we, ha- what we call a harpoon with a dart on the end of it, and the line from the dart goes right to a large bungee, which is attached to the boat. Okay, the very first thing you don't want to do is when you get that animal up there is shoot him first and then try to take care of him because of the fact that I've seen it happen. Guys, you know, they, they shoot the, the line. Car. Yeah, they shoot the line. <laughs> and they, they, you know, the fish is dead. The line is broken. And I'm looking. I said, what the hell are you doing? You know, a good friend of mine is fishing that way. I said, that's baloney. So anyway, harpoon the thing. Get him under control first, okay, as that harpoon dart goes through and turns sideways, now you can bring him up with a heavy line, then if he keeps jonesing around and getting crazy, then you just pull that 38 out there and shoot him in the head. And that neutralizes them, and then you yeah, can that, work with them. That neutralizes them. That would be a good term. Yeah, neutralize. <laughs> Grizz, have you experienced that, or do you have any ask questions on that? No, I... Uh... I went out when I was in Alaska. I caught one about a hundred. I go 160 pounds, and we get it up to the top. It's about 600 water. And the next thing I know, this guy's got a 44 and shoots it. And I'm like, my God, it scared me. I mean, just a gun. Go- I didn't know he was going to shoot it. I didn't know what he was going to do. You know, I'm used to catching a big fish. I just take a gap. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, the next thing I know, this guy's shooting. A- 45 beside me in the boat. I'm like, my Lord, we don't do that. <laughs> oh, neat. Well, you know, here's another thing. A lot of those guys, especially the charter charter guys, because I, I know every one of them up there in Alaska, and a lot of what they'll do is they'll do a simultaneously hit, a simultaneous hit. What they'll do is shoot them and then use a gaff hook and get them in. You know, shoot them and then get a gaff hook, but I will not do that because of the fact that these guys have these aluminum boats, and they don't care if there's blood all over everything that that fish in in my boat stays overboard until everything is clean then if he'll fit in the box he's going in the box if not he hangs outside until we're getting ready to go home and then we'll bring him up if it's too big for the box we just deck stack him you know, i agree with deck. that there's nothing that makes me any matter than a somebody pulling a fish in and it's flipping all over the place <laughs> getting all over you on your pants on your sunglasses <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's horrible to see that. It looks like a massacre. Exactly. Second of all, I don't want a drop of blood in my boat. Exactly. He's like me. And third of all, I am. 
It's very unprofessional. That's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I think we mentioned earlier uh, the halibut, you know, you know, if, if you haven't shot them, but I don't know, it might even happen when they do, is, you know, you bring them on the boat and you got a 50, 60-pound halibut. They're a powerful, powerful fish. Absolutely. And, and for some reason, you take them out of the water, you put them in the box, you assume they're, you know, they're expired. And then it could be half hour, 45 minutes, or an hour later. All of a sudden, the lid comes flying off the uh, fish box, and this thing is going crazy. That's right. And I, with, with teeth, with yep. teeth uh, you know, um, everywhere and tails everywhere, and you go, holy criminy. <laughs> oh, here's another thing, Johnny, in case you want to talk about table fare, and maybe Grizz can even start doing this down there. Once you catch a halibut, you need to bleed them right away. Now, I'm talking about it's just not, uh, you know, uh, Alaskan halibut or Pacific halibut, but these halibut as well. And you don't need to cut any throats or you don't need to do anything of that. Just take your dikes up inside the gill rakers and just cut a gill raker, and that'll bleed them. And that's exactly what needs to be done if you want good table fare when you're finished. Mm -hmm. Oh, and talk about You you know what I do with my halibut here? I use a landing net because, like I said, they're not monsters like what you catch them. Right. And I bring them up on the side of the boat, take the hook out, cut them, and then leave them hang there in the net until they're bled out, and then I put them in the boat. Perfect. Yeah, he already knows about that. He knows about that table fare. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. I mean, we, you know, we we all look for sustainable fishing, and then, you know, we'll, you know if we get a chance, uh, we won't talk about it in this segment, about the longevity and you don't really want to kill the really big ones because oh, no, they're, they're, right. they're, they're, they're all females and they are the ones that lay the eggs. So yeah, well, what you, you ought to do is talk to the long, you know, the commercial long line guys yeah, about that. Right. So <laughs> it's, you it's think really, for one minute that they're going to take, no. you know, I mean, it's all on the sport guy, right, it seems, right. to throw exactly. back all the big ones. Right. Have you ever seen a, a long liner offloaded back in the back of the, yeah. you know, back okay. of the fish factory? Right. You'll see 100, 200, 300 pounds, and they don't give a damn no. about it. Well, we, Boy, we're not Get me going on yeah, that. No, one, we won't because actually we don't have any more time. We're out of time. Yeah. But you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Pete, thank you very much. And Grizz, this has been so far a very exciting show and very informative. So we'll, uh, you're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to the show as many times as you want. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at costabajaresort.com.
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos Domoir Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Domoir also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Bad day fishing is better than a good day work. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we've been having such a good time talking about flatties and butts today that uh, we're going to see if we can you know, follow through with that a little bit. As we have uh, from opposite ends of the world, we have very experienced, talented, professional anglers. Uh, we have Mike Ritz, a.k.a. The Grizz, out of uh, Baja, California, sir, that fishes for halibut. Yeah, primarily in uh, Magdalena Bay. And we have Pete Haynes that uh, we go fishing with every year at, out of uh, Ketchikan, Alaska. And two completely different worlds, two different kinds of fish, but both of them uh, just great stuff. Now, right before we went to the break, Pete and Grizz, we were talking about um, the the size of halibut. And for whatever reason, uh, Pete, I believe that you find that, I'm not sure why, we'll do some research, but all of the bigger, older halibut are females, correct? Exactly. So if you get a, and they can live uh, probably, you know, as, as, as long as, uh, as, as a human lives. Well, and, I don't know about a human, I don't know about that. Well, it depends. But I know, I know doggone well, they, they live a long time. Yeah, they can be 75 years, I think. Oh, they can be. Well, yeah. you must have looked that up because I don't know that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that's, that's uh, but they're. Isn't that, they're, John, the same thing with women? They outlive the men and they're always fatter in the old age. They start yeah. getting big hind ends yeah. and Yeah, well, the difference the difference is is that uh, the halibut still produce eggs when they're older. 
Right. Yeah, uh, we and, won't they, and they reproduce. There. Now, while they, they, while they're, you know, they apparently a female uh, halibut can can you know, can lay a million eggs, and and uh, you know, I don't know how many halibut that turns out to be, but it's a lot. Oh, so, yeah, sure. So we we do want to be careful. And Pete had mentioned that, you know, sport fishing. Um, is not necessarily the problem for the demise. But, Pete, have you seen a decline in the big halibut in the times you've been up there? Actually, um, believe it or not, NOAA came in and put these slot limits on the guys that are running charters. And, um, you know, like we were talking, and what they're doing is literally putting this uh, decline, if you will, and I've seen the decline for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Because the longline guys, the commercial longline guys, are coming in within eight to ten miles from Ketchikan and laying those lines out. And so, you know, having having that with, you know, a situation up in Ketchikan, a lot of the larger fish are already been taken. You know, that kind of stuff. You, in it, order for you to get big fish in up there in Ketchikan, you've got to drive 60 miles almost all the way down to the Canadian border, but not fish in Canadian waters. But right. still, and again, get in close to some structure and be able to fish that way in order to, you know, because every once in a while you get a big one down in there. Right. But well, I've seen the demise. Yeah, so. we've, we've only got about a minute left. Yeah, go but, ahead. But uh, I guess to, to sum it up, first of all, uh, whatever, wherever you are, there's opportunities. If you want to go fishing down in Baja California, sir, Grizz has a place called the Mangrove Inn uh, in Magdalena Bay, and you can go out in a kayak or a boat or fish from shore, catch halibut down there. And then uh, if you want to go up to Ketchikan, let us know because we have some information. We have a, actually have a trip coming up in July up to Ketchikan that we've got one more room left. So if you want to go to fishtalkradio.com, uh, let us know about that or check out Real Fun Adventures, and we'll, we'll take care of you there. But uh, And then uh, Grizz, we have uh, information that you can go to. Is it ASOB online? It's still the right place, right? Yeah, asobonline.com, you can go there, or uh, you can find even my hotel there. Okay. Guys, if the guys want to go, the whales are still in, the uh, gray whales are, there's about 200 of them still there. They're going to start going out in about two weeks. Let's go, Chris. I'm ready. Pete, let's go, da- let's go, let's go uh, down. Two days. I'll be yeah, headed yeah. that way, John. I'm okay. Picking up my daughter at the airport and got the rods ready. And awesome. We're going to go fish Mag Bay for a while. All right. Well, thank you guys and thank everybody for listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and go to their Facebook. There's a lot of great stuff uh, all the time. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, Grizz, thank you very much. Pete, thank you very much. And I'll, Pete, it, I'll be seeing you in July. All right. Gone fishing.